Hello and welcome to New Creation Common Prayer, a daily communal prayer and worship practice for followers of Christ. Today's call to worship is Psalm 32. The one whose wrongdoing is forgiven, whose sin is covered over, is truly happy. The one the Lord doesn't consider guilty, in whose spirit there is no dishonesty, that one is truly happy. When I keep quiet, my bones wore out. I was groaning all day long, every day, every night, because your hand was heavy upon me. My energy was sapped as if in a summer drought. So I admitted my sin to you. I didn't conceal my guilt. I'll confess my sins to the Lord is what I said. Then you removed the guilt of my sin. That's why all the faithful should pray to you during troubled times, so that a great flood of water won't reach them. You are my secret hideout. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of rescue. I will instruct you and teach you about the direction you should go. I'll advise you and keep my eye on you. Don't be like some senseless horse or mule whose movement must be controlled with a bit and a bridle. Don't be anything like that. The pain of the wicked is severe, but faithful love surrounds the one who trusts the Lord. You who are righteous, rejoice in the Lord and be glad. All you whose hearts are right, sing out in joy. On this first day of this Lenten season, this Ash Wednesday, as you would expect, all of the scripture readings have to do, in one way or another, with a call to repentance. The prophet Amos isn't easy on us. He invites us to see and to recognize all of the forms of injustice, both in our lives, in our community, and in our world. Especially this week, we recognize all of the forms of brokenness and violence that pervade our world. And Amos invites us to put all of that away and pursue the justice and mercy and goodness and the peace of God. The writer of Hebrews reminds us that this race that we're in is long and difficult and requires discipline. And so in this season of Lent, we think a lot about various disciplines like fasting and prayer and confession. These disciplines aren't bad for us. They're actually really good for us. They They shape us and form us to be what Christ wants us to be. And most particularly in the gospel reading from Luke, we are invited to take one of two postures during this Lenten season. We can either, when we hear these calls to repentance, these calls to do justice, these calls to love mercy, we can justify ourselves and we can say, well, I'm really righteous. Or we can look around and compare ourselves to our neighbors and say, well, thank God I'm not like that person or that person or that person. That's the Pharisee's posture. It's a posture that doesn't lead to any kind of newness. But rather, like the tax collector, rather than looking around or comparing ourselves to others, perhaps this is the season where we look at Christ and we look at us and we confess the difference. We recognize that we are people in need of God's grace and mercy. and, And with the tax collector, we can plead for God's grace, not just to forgive us or to justify us in relationship with God, that's important, but even more so to transform us, to change us, to shape us, to make us reflections of the Jesus that we see in the season, to make us reflections of God's love in the world. And so welcome to this Lenten season and hear now the word of the Lord. Our Old Testament reading comes out of the book of the prophet Amos. 
chapter 5, verses 6 through 15. Seek the Lord and live, or else God might rush like a fire against the house of Joseph. The fire will burn up Bethel with no one to put it out. Doom to you who turn justice into poison and throw righteousness to the ground. The one who made the Pleiades and Orion and turns deep darkness into the morning and darkens the day into night, who summons the waters of the sea and pours them out on the surface of the earth. This one's name is the Lord, who causes destruction to flash out against the strong so that destruction comes upon the fortress. They hate the one who judges at the city gate and they reject the one who speaks the truth. Truly, because you crush the weak, and because you tax their grain, you have built houses of carved stone, but you won't live in them. You have planted pleasant vineyards, but you won't drink their wine. I know how many are your crimes and how numerous are your sins, afflicting the righteous, taking money on the side, turning away the poor who seek help. Therefore, the one who is wise will keep silent in that time. It is an evil time. Seek good and not evil, that you may live. And so the Lord, the God of heavenly forces, will be with you just as you have said. Hate evil, love good, and establish justice at the city gate. Perhaps the Lord God of heavenly forces will be gracious to what is left of Joseph. The epistle reading for today comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 14. So then let's also run the race that is laid out in front of us, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Let's throw off any extra baggage, get rid of the sin that trips us up, and fix our eyes on Jesus, faith's pioneer and perfecter. He endured the cross, ignoring the shame, for the sake of the joy that was laid out in front of him and sat down at the right side of God's throne. Think about the one who endured such opposition from sinners so that you won't be discouraged and you won't give up. In your struggle against sin, you haven't resisted yet to the point of shedding blood, and you have forgotten the encouragement that addresses you as sons and daughters. My child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline, or give up when you are corrected by him. Because the Lord disciplines whomever he loves, and he punishes every son or daughter whom he accepts. Bear hardship for the sake of discipline. God is treating you like sons and daughters. What child isn't disciplined by his or her father? But if you don't experience discipline, which happens to all children, then you are illegitimate and not real sons and daughters. What's more, we had human parents who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? Our human parents disciplined us for a little while, as it seemed best to them. But God does it for our benefit so that we can share his holiness. No, discipline is fun while it lasts, but it seems painful at the time. Later, however, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness for those who have been trained by it. So strengthen your drooping hands and weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet, so that if any part is lame, it will be healed rather than injured more seriously. Pursue the goal of peace along with everyone, and holiness as well, because no one will see the Lord without it.
The Gospel reading is Luke 18, verses 9 through 14. Jesus told this parable to certain people who had convinced themselves that they were righteous and who looked on everyone else with disgust. Two people went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed about himself with these words, God, I thank you that I'm not like everyone else, crooks, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of everything I receive. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He wouldn't even lift his eyes to look toward heaven. Rather, he struck his chest and said, God, show mercy to me, a sinner. I tell you, this person went down to his house justified rather than the Pharisee. All who lift themselves up will be brought low, and those who make themselves low will be lifted up. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me, oh the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God, oh it chases me down, fights till I found, leaves the 99, and I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it Still you give yourself away Oh, the overwhelming Never-ending Reckless love of God Oh, what a sin
The Apostles' Creed is a statement of Christian faith that has been handed down in Western Christianity for well over 1,500 years. While shorter than the Nicene Creed, it beautifully summarizes the core tenets of Christianity about the triune God and the people of God called the Church. It faithfully hands down through the ages the beliefs given to the Church by the first Apostles of Jesus Christ, generation to generation. Now let's recite that faith handed down so be- Now let's recite that faith handed down so beautifully together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. Lord, during this season of Lent, give us the will to take up our cross and follow after your Son, Jesus Christ, in living a cruciform life. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these words of thanksgiving and blessing out of Psalm 105. Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make his deeds known to all people. Sing to God. Sing praises to the Lord. Dwell on all his wondrous works. Give praise to God's holy name. Let the hearts rejoice of all those seeking the Lord. Pursue the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wondrous works he has done, all his marvelous works and the justice he declared. You who are the offspring of Abraham, his servant, and the children of Jacob, his chosen ones. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's hymn was Reckless Love, performed by Ryan Gage, and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was by Carly Bartlett. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Chelsea Pearsall. And today's gospel reading was by Scott Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.